Hey you, welcome to the Even in Weight Loss podcast with Sherry Capilla. I'm so excited that you are here. Hey you, really quick, I want you to know that if you are struggling to lose weight and you're looking to go deeper with God, then I encourage you to watch for and consider enrolling in the Seekers Method the next time it opens. It opens three times a year for enrollment in January, April, and September. Soon I will have a new version of the Seekers Method, which is available to you to subscribe to um, year-round, and it will have an, a companion workbook available. For more information, I would encourage you to go to sherrycapilla.com and fill in the stay in the loop section where you'll give me your email address and I'll let you know when this is available. This and much, much more is coming along um, as far as workshops, all of these other things that are coming along. And when you subscribe to sherrycapilla.com, you will be first in the know. But the other way that you can follow me, just so you know, is also through Facebook, YouTube, or even my Instagram account. You can find me either Sherry Capilla or you can find me at Coach Capilla. And that's literally the at sign Coach Capilla. But I want you to know that when I roll out new content, my podcast listeners, for being a subscriber, you will receive special discounts that you can only get while because you're a podcast subscriber. All right, I've rambled enough. Now back to the show. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. So I'm super excited to share with you a very special guest. I have um, one of the beautiful women from the Seekers Method with me here today on the podcast, and her name is Carrie Ann Artman. She's going to share a little bit um, of her testimony with us. And the beautiful thing about Carrie is she's a lot like me. God is not finished with her yet. She is on the narrow path, doing all of the things, doing everything she can to seek God at every turn and allowing God to just help her, to just refine her, help her do what she can't do on her own. And so today she's going to be sharing her testimony with us. Um, so without further ado, Carrie Ann, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. So I'd love it if you would tell us a little bit about you, maybe, you know, how old you are, your marital status, if you have children, your, you know, if you work outside of the home, all of those things. Tell us a little bit about you. I'm 65 years old. Five years ago, my husband and I moved out of the city and bought a little, a little home on 10 acres of land. Most people don't do it that way. Most people <laughs> downsize instead of going up, but we did do that. We live on a little dirt road. I have three sons and I have three stepdaughters, 18 grandchildren, three great-grandchildren. Goodness. Yeah. <laughs> so our family gatherings are full of food, yeah. celebration, fun. So uh, my career, uh, just shy of 20 years as the administrative assistant at a drug and alcohol rehabilitation facility. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty amazing. 20 years. That's pretty amazing. And 10 acres of land. What? <laughs> <laughs> At 65. What? Yeah, that's, I know. <laughs> yes, exactly. So I know, obviously, you came to the Seekers Method because you're a lot like me. You have just a heart for God. and um, But you're also, you know, at that intersection where, you know, maybe weight loss was starting to get a little bit hard for you. Tell us a little bit about your weight loss journey. Oh, my goodness. My journey. Oh. First of all, our eyes are blind. Sometimes we can't see ourselves. And I was always thin as a child. However, 
I was sporting a size six, eight, but my sisters were like a zero to two. So even mm. when I was thin, I felt huge. So I've always mm. felt huge and I've been blinded by that. So I would never had a weight problem at all until after I had children. Mm. And even then my eyes were blind. I couldn't see and didn't realize it until the day I got on the scale and it said 256 pounds. Mm. And it, it terrified me because I realized, oh my goodness, I'm closer to 300 than I am 200. And I don't even know how it happened. I didn't see it. That's honest. I didn't see it. Didn't see it. Didn't see it coming on my body. Just didn't see it. So um, that's when it started. The deception of the enemy started right from my childhood when I thought I was this huge thing. And um, after I stepped on the scale and realized I couldn't keep going the way I was. However, in doing that, my weight loss journey has taken me though. I have lost over a hundred pounds three different times. Oh boy. So, and each time that I put it on, it was that same thing where one day I looked in the mirror and it was like, when did this happen? When yeah. did this happen? So three different times. And you always think that's the other deception. You'll be happy when. Mm -hmm. I won't be happy until. Yep. And that's a deception. Losing weight and being that size six does not make nope. you happy. It does not. No. But it no. took me a long time. So <laughs> I have spent thousands of dollars on weight mm -hmm. loss products and diets. Um, we all have our own stories. Each one of us yeah. that are even listening to this podcast, we all have uh, our own stories. Some of them are similar. Some of them are a little different, but that all ends up with fat on our bodies and yep. fat in our brains and fat on our spirit. Yep. It all ends up there. So um, we have to look at what we've done to our bodies and the diets that I used, different ones, <laughs> so many different ones. I could list them for you. Some I paid lots of money for. They sent me food. Um, the last <laughs> one that I was on, the last one I was on um, is um, a 12-step program, and it was very okay. regimented. Mm -hmm. But what was built into that, and even though you had a higher power, you were mm -hmm. encouraged not to name that higher power Jesus Christ. So there's always been a disconnect with my body and my spirit. There's never, mm -hmm. ever been a connect between the two. And when you, what they call broke, guilt and shame, it was uh, amplified in your life. So yeah. when I was younger, the, these diets would work. They worked. Um, mm -hmm. I think I had less stress. I was more active. And when it mattered, when you're in your 30s and 40s, you think it matters what you look like. And then you get to 65 and you start to question who cares what you look like? Who cares how heavy you are? You're used up. You're done. You're at the end of your life, right? One thing I noticed too in all of the years that I've dieted is that no diet or trick worked twice ever. If I wow. did this, this, this nutri thing one time, even when I paid for it a second or third time, it never worked again. Um, the thing you go to to weekly meetings and you weigh in and 
it worked once, it never worked again. So that's one thing in my life that once you fall off, that's what's different about the Seekers Method is there's no guilt and shame here. And it's not secular. Mm -hmm. It's not the world. It works differently than the world. So different than the world. That's huge. I mean, that's such an interesting observation that not two programs worked consecutive, you know, like, I mean, cause I remember that that's also my truth. You know, I mean, I obviously don't want to name names, but I remember the days after my first baby and counting some points and it worked wonderfully and I lost the weight. And then after my second baby, it didn't, I, it just didn't because hormonally you're a completely different person. Mm-hmm. Wow. So what were the biggest what were the biggest weight loss obstacles with no, with having all of that? What were the biggest weight loss obstacles that brought you to the Seekers Method? I think ju- just the um, realizing that I was becoming, God has been calling me for several mm. years to become more and more intimate with mm-hmm. him. I have a book club that I've been running for over five years. I have a Bible study I've been doing running for over two years. And the intimacy level that he wanted to have with me took me into a direction of, listen, there's a connection between my word and your body. There's a connection between spirituality and what's going on with you mentally and physically. And I, that was, that's so hard for me. That Mm -hmm. is probably the biggest disconnect. And when Mm. I heard about your program from a friend who is on your program and she told me it was scriptural based and I was like, well, and you were allowed to say the name (laughs) Jesus. Yeah. Like I'm thinking that's for me. So I had to go to my sponsor and actually be cut loose from the other thing that I was actively in at that time. And um, I have to tell you, I've struggled as a, as a um, seeker, but it's been, I've grown more in the last, oh my goodness, I've grown more in the last two and a half months than I have in the last two and a half years. Praise the Lord. That's powerful. That is powerful, especially because God has been calling you. I love that you said that God has been calling you, you know, because he does, he calls us, he chooses us. He uses, he uses our our tests, our struggles, all of that to strengthen us and to prepare us. And, you know, I just want to share with you a revelation that I had real quick, if you don't mind me just stepping up. Um, I remember before I was born again and I was dieting and I couldn't lose the weight and I had to come to, like you and I've talked about before, come to the end of myself before I could really, you know, see that, that God was the way to help me. Um, I never realized what it really meant to be born again. I never Mm -hmm. realized that we are made in God's image and we're three part being we're trying being and, you know, just as he's father, son, Holy spirit, we are um, our spirit, soul, and a body. But when, when we're dead in our transgressions, that means that a third of us, our spirit is not alive to Christ. It is Mm -hmm. not alive. The Holy spirit lives outside of us. And then when we are born again and we come into the kingdom, if you will, um, our third part, our spirit comes to life as the Holy spirit then indwells us. And then we are a whole, you know, a spirit, a a body and um, a soul. And when we're that three part being, we're then able to access 
leadership and guidance from the Holy mm -hmm. Spirit. And that's where all of the supernatural amazement of, you know, just experiencing deliverance and all of those things takes place is because the Holy Spirit indwells you. And when we say things like, you know, you are a temple of the Holy Spirit, legitimately, that means the Holy Spirit lives inside of you, giving you the strength and also giving you taking, I don't want to say taking away that strength, but there are times where we grieve the spirit mm -hmm. because we'll do the things we know we shouldn't be doing. We know the definition of sin and we find that we're weakened and we start to get weakened because then slowly we become mastered again by our flesh, you know, and then we, so it's all about learning how to flip the script, how to lead from the top down, how to lead from your spirit so that you can renew your mind in your soul and transform your body, thereby transforming your life. So I love that you said that God has been calling you and that, you know, even before that there was a disconnect between body and spirit. And I just want to reassure you with every revelation that you've shared with us today, that you're so right. There's such a connection. There is no disconnection. So what have you learned? Cause I kind of you know, mentioned a lot of things here. Now back to you though, what have you learned about, you know, yourself? What's been the discovery? What have you learned about yourself since being a seeker? Well, a lot. Um, I would, if I could digress a little bit, if Please. I could, um, one of the things that, um, people will ask, and I'm sure you've heard it a hundred times. How do you know when God talks to you? Yes. Okay. How, how do you know? Yeah. Well, I would say my encouragement is he's not going to talk to you unless you're talking to him. So you yep. need to know, you need to know the word you need to get in there. Yes. And if I could just read an example of how he talks to me, would that be all right? I'd love to hear it. I would love this, that. This is day four in the seekers method day. Okay, four. Good. And it's, it's surrounded by scripture. It's the scripture that you gave us. Ephesians mm -hmm. 4, 22 through 24, this was May 5th, that in reference to your former manner of life, and then this is where he comes in. So let's deal with the habits you've picked up to be part of your daily routine from the world. Back to scripture, you lay aside the old self, which is being corrupted in accordance with the lusts of deceit. Back to me, him talking to me. It's time to lay those worldly comforts aside, chickadee. They were sweet and comforting for a season. They were, which is where you have been deceived. What started out with one bite, one bowl, one serving is now not enough. Your body and your lustful longing for comfort just has you reaching for more and more and more. Don't you look down on a drug addict or anyone else for you are no different. You're just, you've just chosen a different drug and not me, 23, and that you be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Girlfriend, are you hearing this? You can only do this in the spirit of your mind, not through your tummy. Now, do you want my help through the Holy Spirit or are you going to try it through your own self-will again, 24, and put on the new self? Here it comes. In the likeness of God has been created in righteousness and holiness of the truth. My word is the truth. Feast on me. I have taken all of the calories out. Be holy, honest. And we'll come back to that because honest, you know, is where my testimony is. Yes. 
Be holy, honest, lean toward righteousness, right living. Give it to me, all of it. Yes, even the sweetener. I will give you the strength so you can muscle through this with me by your side. I will strengthen your spiritual and soul muscle as you strengthen yourself in me. And so I think my thing that I tell the girls that I do Bible study with is he's not going to talk to you in a different language. He's not going to talk to you in these and those. He's going to talk to you the way a girlfriend or a husband or a boyfriend, the way they talk to you. That's how you hear him. Yeah. You have to be in a relationship. You have to be in the relationship. So you know, his voice and the way that you like, like you just pointed out with us, the way, you know, his voice is by understanding how he speaks and how he speaks is through his word. And so that's when you're able to recognize, okay, what is Carrie Ann's voice in her head? What is the voice Mm -hmm. of the enemy? What is the voice of influence? And then what is the voice of God and how, how do I hear his guiding? That's powerful to see that, that glimpse inside of your journal from that day. Thank you. And to, and to read that, those words are not from me. I mean, they couldn't be. I was on day four of the seeker method and honest, I have it highlighted in parentheses. So back to your question, what have I learned about myself? Uh, (laughs) This is the hard part. So remembering that I've had a book club for more than five years and that I've had a Bible study for more than two years. I've got it going on, right? I've been a Christian since I've been 19 years old. I've got it going on. I'm 65, right? What I've learned about myself is I've been deceived to the point that I became a liar. Oh, it's subtle. It's really subtle. You don't even know you're doing it. For instance, how about... If you're eating a questionable item, and I'm taking this from yesterday, as a matter of fact, I ate a questionable item and my husband asked me, is that on your plan? Have we ever been asked that? (laughs) 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 And you can say, and in the past, I would have said, yes, yes. Boom. There it is. It may seem insignificant, but I lied. Yeah. I lied. And how easy is it to lie to? We call it justify, right? We're calling the justify the picking up. It's a lie to ourselves. Yep. This is okay. We lie to ourselves, then to the group, then even to God, which brings me to the next thing I learned about myself, which is pride. I don't think, I didn't think I was prideful, but that's subtle too. Uh, Since when are my justifications more important than obedience? Mm, 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 mm. And I have a long way to go. I have a long way to go. But uh, yeah, on July 4th, God gave me Independence Day. One of the things that goes along with my story is that When I slip and fall, guilt and shame just rushes in like like a wave, like a mighty wave, ready to knock me right off of my feet. Mm. And then once I'm knocked off my feet, it's very, very difficult to stand back up in that ocean 
And that's what's different about being a seeker because God picks you up. You're not yes. doing it on your own anymore. Right. He's picking you back up. And seven times 70 is what my book says. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I remember because what, what our audience might not know is Carrie, Carrie and I go to the same church. And so I remember seeing you that day and seeing how, you know, just tear filled your eyes were. It was if it was as it was as if God had given you the biggest gift. And sometimes those gifts are painful, but mm -hmm. there's so much freedom in them. You know, and I love that you're pointing out how like you recognize pride, because one thing I've learned about pride, even in weight loss, is that pride is the easiest thing to see in other people and the hardest thing to see in ourselves. Mm -hmm. It's so hard, but there's so much freedom once you're able to allow God to convict you, you know, and that's why there is no condemnation. There is no, there is no guilt and shame when you're doing this on the narrow path with Jesus. I mean, you can slip and fall all you want, and he's going to use that as an opportunity to make you stronger, but mm -hmm. that's where you have to know how to hear his voice. Like you shared with us, you know, you have to know, okay, this is God. He's not going to condemn me. He's going to convict me, point out my pride, help me stand back up and help me to do better next time through his grace. I am so glad that you use the word convict and condemn in the same sentence because conviction is of the Lord. I mean, it's yes. a reminder. It's a tug. It's a nudge. It's a conviction. You're mm -hmm. convicted. Condemnation is not from the Lord. And that's when I tell my girls, when you feel that condemnation, you literally physically take your fingers and flip them off your shoulder. Yep. Tell them in the name of Jesus, Satan yep. gone in the name of Jesus. Absolutely. Yeah. Cause there's, cause that's when you have that relationship, you know, there's no condemnation mm -hmm. in the Bible. Mm -hmm. God's not going to, going to speak to you that way. He wants you to be restored. He wants you to be made stronger and powerful and, you know, not to be weak or, you know, any of those things, he's going to be there to help you. But the enemy wants you believing the exact opposite, just like you mentioned, you know, the whole 65 thing and, you know, to condemn you just because you've, you've led, a, you've led a long life. So what? That's fantastic. God, God is equipping us where we are right now for what's next. So since being a seeker, what has been, what would you say has been the easiest and hardest part? Believe it or not, the easiest part of, for me is the OMAD, the one meal oh, a day. Yes, good. I, I have no idea why, <laughs> but it, that's been the easiest thing. Um, the hardest part, sure, the physical denial is hard, but not as hard as God showing you yourself yes. and how you, um, I, and what is standing in the me is what's standing in the way of a truly intimate relationship with him. It's not the food. It's not, it's me. The thing that stands in the way between you and him is you. Yeah. It's me. You're absolutely right. And I remember you, that was part of your revelation on the fourth, you know, was saying that he wants you to kind of just get out of the way. He's, he's trying to help you. And, yes. you know, it's, that's so hard because that requires then that you see where you might be mastered by your flesh. You see where those thoughts or where the enemy who is on your, you know, on, right behind you whispering something, how that masters us so easily. And you don't want to see it. 
You do not want to see it. It humbles you. It, it's embarrassing. It's, it's embarrassing to yourself. It's just a very, I don't even know the right words. It's a self-revelation time where you need to come on your knees. I needed to confess to you. I needed to confess to God um, that I, these subtle little things that I was calling justifications and little slip ups, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call them, <laughs> you know what they are. They're just lies. They're deception. That's what it is. Yeah. And that's hard. To, that's hard to chew on. That's really hard to chew on. It is. And that's part of the plan. Mm-hmm. You know, the enemy wants you. The, the enemy wants you laying down, having a hard time chewing on things. I mean, that's part of the kill, steal and destroy. You know, he wants you suffering and wallowing and feeling, you know, when you have that slip up, the guilt, shame and condem- condemnation so that you won't get back up so that you'll say to yourself, this is just another thing. It's not going to work. Why are you trying this? You're 65. It doesn't even matter. Nobody's even looking at you where God will say, nah, stand in the mirror and tell me what you see. What you see is my daughter who has been called. I'm calling you to do this because I need you to go to the next level. He wants you doing these hard things because he's making you stronger because at the end of this is your promised land and your promised land. Oh, it's just such a powerful thing to think about. You know, he needs you to be made stronger through all of these slip-ups. Do you feel like your slip-ups are making you stronger? Like you're learning from them? I would have to say yes, but it's not comfortable. No, it's not. It's very uncomfortable because he showed me a third third thing, which blew me out of the water. He Mm. showed me my pride. He showed me my dishonesty. And he showed me my lack of faith. Oh, wow. That is powerful. That's powerful. I mean... Uh, there's that so much thing. I could, yeah. That. And you know, and it's because you put faith, it's the, it's how, it's the whole sin nature thing. Okay. Like you mentioned earlier, you know, when you were sharing scripture with us, you know, we, in our, in our old selves had our sin nature. We were born as sinners. We were born into the world as sinners. And we had a sin nature before we were born again. And we were given a new nature, God's divine nature. But what happened was we were shown as Christians through the body, through the church, how to actually walk that walk and what that meant. But what was left behind was our old sin nature around food. We have a sin nature around food because we didn't equate our food with sin. You know, Mm -hmm. we could easily drop a hot potato of smoking or drinking, or maybe using bad language or hanging out with the wrong people or doing whatever sin that, you know, weighed, weighed us down before, but we didn't necessarily understand sin and apply it to our weight loss. So now that we're in our divine nature, our faith comes alive because mm-hmm. we're able to see that our faith applies to us in all areas. If we're truly pursuing holiness and righteousness, then we're at the point where we activate our faith, even in weight loss. There is no area that's exempt. That is powerful that he showed you that it was to do with a lack of faith. That is powerful. And as you're exercising that muscle, he's right there. The enemy is right there to point out like, well, Sherry Capel can do it but you can't, Mm -mm. or the people that you're in this with, oh my gosh, look at them. They've lost 20 pounds and you haven't lost any, or you've only lost a few pounds. I mean, the enemy is there to 
to, to stoke the coals yeah. of that lack of faith. And when he showed me that on July 4th, 2021, wow. I wrote, Lord, let me declare this as my independence day mm. and let me fight for it. And there are some days that I don't fight very well. I don't yeah. fight very well at all. But that was my independence day, July 4th, because of the seeker's method where it is leading me. I'm not there yet for sure, but mm -hmm. it's leading me so that I can break away from the pride and the dishonesty and the lack of faith. One thing that he's shown me in the last about week and a half is, <clears throat> excuse me, pray big, pray mm -hmm. big, but be willing to hear the answer. Yep. Oh, and you know, it's, if you pray big, you have to obey big. <laughs> yes. You know, it's, it's really one of those things where if you have the courage and the knowledge enough to, you know, and the, and the faith enough to pray, then you have to have, you know, you have to see your role, you know, that's you giving God yeah, his part. Scary. Yeah, <laughs> I know, I know, <laughs> I know, trust me. I mean, I, I'm with you. I, we had a birthday party for my little boy yesterday and I didn't have I still can't believe I didn't have a single thing. Like mm. I didn't. And, you know, Carrie, and I want to encourage your heart because that wasn't always the case. You know, I mean, I recently did a podcast where I shared <clears throat> how long is this weight loss journey going to take? And, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, I didn't know at the beginning that it was going to take me as long as it took me. And it took me as long as it took me because God had to transform me internally. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. he had to start touching my soul and transforming me internally before he would ever restore my internal health so that my external byproduct would be completely transformed. And I'm still blown away, but it's all through his grace and it's all for his glory. I mean, it's just, it's powerful because it's not weight loss anymore. It's life gain. Yes. Yes. So what did, what were some of the things, if you don't mind me asking, what were some of the things that you had to, you know, start and stop doing? Oh my goodness. So for years in one of the programs I was in, I had to write down and weigh every morsel I put mm. in my mouth. That was difficult to put down. So yeah. when I could actually do recipes, because in the other program, you don't mix anything at all. Yeah. And I could do recipes on yeah. whole 30. And my body and my mind went into party mode. <laughs> <laughs> I was allowed to eat things I hadn't eaten in years. So I had to start using other foods and I had to stop weighing and measuring. I also have mm -hmm. to stop eating items just because they're allowed and learn moderation. I had to stop dieting and start living with purpose. I had to put my scale in my husband's bathroom and stop weighing myself. Oh my gosh, seems so trivial. That seems so trivial, but it's how I measured my success and my failures. The number on the scale began to define who I was. I had to stop reading books. I love to read. I had to stop reading books and looking at my iPad into the night and make myself go to sleep. That's something I'm still working on. Yeah. Um, I need to stop living on four to five hours of sleep a night. I'd always had, <laughs> I'd always had devotions. So 
Um, yeah. But if, that's my number one thing. If you're not having devotions, you, you have to. You have to. I'm I'm laughing because Carrie Ann sent me the funniest message one morning. Um, every Sunday in the Seekers Method, I do a Sunday Seeker sesh, and um, on one particular Sunday, she didn't she didn't join the Seeker sesh, or she got up late, or something. She sent me a message, or she got up and just watched the Seeker sesh. I don't remember the circumstance, but you you wrote and during the during the Seeker sesh, I had shared that you know if you're not getting enough sleep, you're going to make it hard for weight loss to happen because your hormones won't align. You're going to have misaligned hormones. And these are contributing variables to, you know, being stalled to being stuck in all of these things. And afterwards, um, Carrie Ann sent me a message and she said, listen, I, you know, I stayed up too late. Um, I'm probably not going to be at church today. Um, me yeah. and my blind hormones, we're going back to bed. <laughs> I'll see you later. And I just got the biggest kick out of that. But, you know, Carrie Ann, what I want to say about, you know, just your journaling and everything that you're sharing with us is how self-aware you are. I feel mm. like, you know, I see that, I see that as a common denominator between the women who succeed and who, who don't succeed, because a lot of us want to, we want, we want the product. We want to be in the the, the promised land, but we don't want to do the work. And part of the work is being aware of what you need to stop doing, being mm -hmm. aware of what your job is and what God's job is and how you can't mix the two. Cause you're not God. Like you, you've only got to pray and obey. You've only got to do your, but your self-awareness is amazing. And I'm so proud of you for moving your scale. Thank you. Wow. That's pretty profound. And your husband has his own bathroom. He does. <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. That's amazing. So if you, what would you tell a new seeker? If, you know, she were joining for the, the seekers method for the first time, what advice, you know, what would you tell her as a new woman joining? This is the most exciting part. Now, okay. remembering, remembering ladies that I'm struggling, I'm yeah. struggling and I have not lost that much. So it would be very easy for me to just throw it out. However, my advice is stay for the entire journey. Mm. Take what Sherry is saying, take what she's saying, everything that comes out of her mouth and you lay it out next to scripture. Mm. You lay it out next to the word of God. Know that if it is irritating you or causing you discomfort, but it is scripturally sound, it is God, that's God's voice. And he's trying to get you out of the way. And that he wants an intimate relationship with you. One of the most tremendous things that has happened to me was on July 4th that we've already talked about. But yeah. um, God showed me too that I had a false God. I had an idol. Something that I am bowing down to instead of him. We have a jealous God. He doesn't want us to be bowing down to the chocolate chip cookie. No, he wants us all. So on July, on July 4th, well into TSM, when God allowed me to see that I was impriteful, not the pharisaical type, you know, not like I wanted to kill anybody or nail anyone to the cross, <laughs> but I was a quiet, demure kind of pride, yeah. kind of sleek and slippery and a liar to the group, myself, and yes, even God. Trust me, it's subtle, but the enemy was and is seeking, killing, and most importantly, destroying me, destroying my relationship with him, destroying my testimony, and it can start with a little white lie. 
But even with that, the hook is in. Then the enemy can reel you out or pull you in at his will, not yours. Even though you think it's yours, the hook was released when I confessed to God, Sherry, and now you on the podcast. Wow, that's beautiful. And you know those little white lies. I mean, that's where it starts. It's it's like just one bite of a cookie or just one cookie. It's, you know, it doesn't matter. Sin begets sin. Sugar begets sugar. You know, it's it's all a part of how he ensnares us and just keeps us in a house of bondage. So I want to talk a minute about your future self because you're not necessarily where you want to be right now, but you're where God needs you to be for mm-hmm. the process and the journey he's taking you through. What advice would you give your future self for those hard days that we can, we, we know that they're coming, they're going to happen. So what advice would you give your future self? I think for me, it's to be aware of the guilt and shame the lie too that I'm too old to change. Yeah. Um, I came off of a, an eight day OMAD, an eight day, mm, how would you explain it? The eight days of having one meal a day. And yeah. I went into a family camping trip that I was TSM prepared for. Yeah. I was TSM prepared for, but not mentally prepared for mm-hmm. it. And I failed miserably. Mm-hmm. But what I didn't do was punish myself by staying stuck. So today I repented. He forgave. How many times? The book says seven times 70. So I must forgive myself. And I am learning how to pray big, but be prepared for his answers, which might be not yet. Yeah. And not yet's okay. Yeah. Not, not yet is okay because I mean, it's his timing. It's his plan. And that's where life gets easier when you walk in alignment with his will and not yours. Cause your timeline is right now. Mm-hmm. My timeline is I want to go to bed tonight and wake up skinny in the morning. I've yes. got clothes ready. I got clothes in my closet. Yes. I need to put on. <laughs> I can't I wait. We're going to have, we're going to have a little runway show with all of your clothes because <laughs> And you know what? Don't be surprised if you find that you get to the promised land and you start, you know, weeding out the closet. And then before you know it, your gold clothes now, okay, here's something else that happens. Your gold clothes suddenly start to get too big on you. Um, and then they're out of style, like so out of style, like to the point where they date you. If you wear them, like there are just some things that just don't come back. Or if you're like me, Carrie Ann, they start falling apart because it's taken me that long to get back into them. So, but I'm excited for you because I truly believe that, you know, God is doing a mighty work in you for you through you for his kingdom. Wow. And so let's talk about that real quick. Maybe we'll wrap it up with this. What do you think God could be doing for you and through you on this weight loss journey? He's definitely speaking to me through scripture. I love that you give us scripture every day because how he speaks to me, and this is how I journaled previous to the seekers method is I'll write down my, my half hour to an hour of time spent with the Lord could be one scripture. And then I'm just journaling, 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 journaling. So that's become more alive to me. He's speaking to me through scripture um, and also through events in my life, um, such as uh, on Saturday for my book club, we were talking about, we were talking about, do you, where God says to the man by the, by the spring, do you want to get well? So what does Sherry Mm -hmm. Capilla talk about on Sunday, the very next day? She brings up John and says, 
do y'all want to get better? So those types of events are not, there's no such things as coincidences. Mm. There's none. They're all, it's like a beautiful tapestry. Oftentimes we never see the front of the tapestry, which is a beautiful work of art. We see the backside of the tapestry with the raveled thread and a red thread and yellow thread that doesn't even look like it goes together. But every once in a while in situations like that, God lets you see that he's weaving things together. So I'm aware of how much he wants me. I'm also aware of that, which by the way, is all of me. He doesn't want just part of me. He wants all of me. Mm -hmm. He told me around my independence day, be still and get out of the way. I've had to put my fixer hat because I'm a fixer. I work at a drug and alcohol place. I like to fix things. I've had to take my fixer hat and put it on the shelf and I'm trying to let him do what he needs to do. I am becoming the woman of God that he created me to be. Oh, amen. Isn't God just amazing that he's, he's speaking to your heart in this way. That is just powerful. And I believe it. You are. God has amazing things in store for you and he needs you through this sanctification journey to be made whole and complete in all of these areas so that you can be available to him, you know? And with a little side note here, I am pretty much fighting him every step of the way. However, (laughs) (laughs) however, he's going to win. I read the end of the book. Yes, you're right. I love that. I love that. So I love that your message to us, Carrie Ann, today is just such a powerful one. You know, you're not finished yet. God is working on you. He's revealing things day by day, convicting you. And through that conviction and your ability to just face it, receive it and take his hand and go higher, he is strengthening you. And I love that he's telling you to get out of the way that he's, he wants you to be still and to pray big and that your encouragement and guidance for us is to create a relationship with him because he wants one with us. That's powerful. Wow. Carrie Ann, thank you so much for sharing your journey with us. Will you come on for future interviews so we can follow your journey? Absolutely. Oh, I'd love that. I can't wait. I can't wait. All right. Wonderful. All right. So thank you all for listening. Um, I wanted to let you know too. Also, if you're interested in joining the Seekers Method, you can go to my website, sherrycapilla.com for more information, but there is a forthcoming um, book and workbook for the Seekers Method so that you can do things offline in the off chance that you don't have access to Facebook and, or don't desire to be on Facebook. (laughs) All right, Carrie Ann, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. God bless.